for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, What's up, guys? It's Tuesday, June 25th, 2013. This is episode 87 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday night, attackoftheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight over Skype, we got Eric. What's up, Eric? What's up, podcast professional? Podcast pod bro. What's up, pod buddy? We also got Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Good to have you back. Haven't. Haven't made you be like, yo, I'm busy tonight. Sorry, guys. <laughs> He's got to awesome. brush his hair. I know, right? So uh, we should start out and talk about our bet, which has come to a an end, finally. We don't have to talk about that. Do, do just... you want to just skip over it? We'll just say I, yeah. I won. Uh, well, Yeah, that, that one. Okay. You owe me 20 bucks. That's fine. Whatever. I mean... Oh, right. Right. <laughs> Because that would have worked out if I would have won. Right. <laughs> uh, it's in the PayPal mail, I promise. Uh-huh. But yeah, the Toro, the Verizon Galaxy Nexus, got uh, CM10.1 stable, and the bet was whether we'd see a stable or Android 4.3 uh, release. And uh, yeah, we have a stable, and it's awesome. I mean, it's it's RC5. I don't notice anything different between it and RC5, but it I've only been running it for like, a couple hours so so far so, so good what are the what are the features are there any features missing out of cm that were in there previously i don't i don't use no P- no i'm like you know if you were just running stock oh is there anything that's missing like camera lte like any of that good stuff no and that's all been working since like the early stable releases the monthlies like the everything okay. works, everything works on it. I haven't come into contact with something that I've been like, wow, I wish it didn't do this or crash. And it like it, everything's been working great. So it wasn't like the Transformer Prime Nightlies where the camera didn't work and there was some <laughs> some bugs here and there. You know, this has been really, really stable. And I, I would only use it if it was because this is like the only phone I have. So if I have to constantly be breaking it and, and re-roming it that's just a pain for your for your daily so yeah works well now does it have the does 10.1 have the privacy guard in it or is that just for all the releases after 10. i think 10. that's starting after i didn't see it in there i poked around just quickly uh it's in the settings in yeah because didn't they add something called privacy in there or did they add it to security yeah no i don't see it in here Okay, so that's that in that's the incognito mode we were talking about. Uh, I think last week oh, or the week in, before. Okay, it's in app info. Really? So if I go, is it just any app or is it? I think it's any app. Like let's say Friendcaster. Yeah, because it's supposed to just pop up right and say run in incognito mode. I think that you have to turn it on, and then when you install something, it it gives you the option. Um, but it, I mean, this it's kind of cool. So the the news out of this was that um, 
at least going forward, if it's not in 10.1 code, going forward, the privacy guard feature will be available in future releases. Oh, right, and that's what this says. Just to be clear, the new feature from Android Police here, it says is not included in the 10.1 RC or uh, the RC or the stable releases that are currently available. So, Oh, there you go. It's in the nightlies, I believe. There you go. So now you can now you can move swiftly off of the stable release I into know. a nightly. I know, right? If I actually cared about privacy, like to that point, I would, I probably would. But since I don't, I'm happy with the stable. Until I get a new device, this thing is so old. It's it's just like okay. Nick, are you running this? Did you download it? Am I the only guy who's not running CyanogenMod 10.1 right now? No, I'm still running stock, but I'm considering running Sam something on this Atrix if I can can possibly Atrix too, so maybe. I think the big demographic though was kids that got the Verizon Galaxy Nexus and were like, well this is crap. (laughs) And so everyone I mean there's a huge thread on the on XDA and on the Cyanogen forums themselves for that for the Toro uh GeneX version. So yeah it's nice job Samsung (laughs) and Verizon. And so I was looking and we had a, a piece about uh, the Verizon Galaxy S4 Developer Edition. It's now available in Black Mist. Ooh, uh, on Verizon. It doesn't look like it's going to be one of their subsidized phones, though. So I'm definitely not like this is the one I would want. It's the the S4 without all the the crap on it. Which somebody made a comment in there that like you can just get the subsidized one and then unlock it and root it and all that, but. It would be cool to ideally have one that came like that, but not for $649. That just seems so expensive if you're used to paying the $200 subsidized cost. Like, to get hit with, like, 700 bucks all at once, that just seems... That's like a tablet and a half, or our trip to Vegas for DEF CON, or, like, there's... I, I, can't, I can't justify that. Yeah, that's a bit steep for me. I'm considering getting one uh, for the AT&T, uh, you know, carrier, but... Uh... That price, it's really hard to get over. Do they assume that because it's a developer edition, developers will buy it, and that as a developer, you're going to create an app and maybe recoup some of that money? So it's not, or do they just assume that all devs are rich? Or because <laughs> I just want it to not have all the junk on it. Like I just, I don't want to pay that much more for it, though. Well, it's it's sort of artificially, you know artificially increasing the you know perceived value of um of the of the pure google um not the pure, pure google of the of samsung's own um skins right because they're saying that you know we're subsidizing it um which means like you know you have these two things that are exactly the same but we'll we we will pay for some of it if you you know, we'll subsidize it if you take our stuff. If you don't, then, you know, too bad. You can pay the same price as an unlocked phone, it's, which this is not, as far as I can tell, an unlocked phone. Well, no, because it's going to be on Verizon. What are you going to unlock it to put it on? Like, what other carrier will work <laughs> on, on a CDMA? L- you know, there's like, it's there's nothing there. But d- does it seem weird that you're paying extra for a version of the device that should have cost Samsung less to create because they're not paying their in-house developers the time that it took to create the TouchWiz version for it and all that. Like you're getting you're getting a version that had less time put into it. So there's less cost there initially. Like it seems weird that they're going to charge you more 
for something that took them less. You know, it's yeah. And I'm sorry, you. I'm speaking very clearly. You just said what I was trying to say. Oh yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Anytime, bud. How much storage does it have? I didn't catch if it was 16, 32, or, or 16. The one on the site is only 16, but that's the okay. one you get through Verizon. There, This version isn't out on their site. I checked right before the oh. show for our carrier here, and it's it's not on the Verizon wireless website. Thank you. Well, regardless, you this has an SD card slot, so, I mean, it does, the possibilities it? are endless up to 64 gigabytes. <laughs> and it says it's the Snapdragon 600 version, not the Exynos 5 Octa uh, version, which is what? That's the world phone? The the GSM unlocked version is the Octa? Uh, yeah, and, and it says you can buy it directly from Samsung, as Verizon won't be selling it on their website or in the store. So, well, there you go. I guess that's why it's not on their site. Uh, it says if you don't want to pay 650 for a developer edition, you could probably crack the bootloader on the S4. We know... Many devs are working on it right now. Like, right this very second, they are working on it. So, And in the, in, yeah. in the doc, I was just... I, I was looking on the Verizon site and looking at the other possibilities, and it's like, you could get a Razer Max HD or a Droid DNA, and finally I just said, forget it, and I'm going to get the, the, the X, the 8X, the Windows phone. Yeah. I'm just going Windows phone. Screw it. I'm done, with, I'm done with this crap. <laughs> Attack of the Windows. I know, right? Uh, why don't so why why not wait for to see what this Moto you know to see what really happens with this Moto X phone because it, it could be it could be like highly uh, not subsidized but it could be just, the price point could be really really low just like the Nexus Four was. Well, and I was planning and then, on wouldn't waiting. Wouldn't that be better? I was planning on waiting just because I like Motorola hardware in general, and I was curious to see what they would put out and if it was going to be on Verizon. And I don't think, like, my update's not still for another two months or next month or something. So it's not like something I'm going to do right away. But if I was going to get one, that was going to be the device until I saw the $650 price tag. And then I was like, yeah, maybe not. 8X looks nice. I know, right? Nice hardware. You'll get used to live tiles. Because, <laughs> you know, I love it so much on this Windows 8 <laughs> laptop back here. I heard that the iPhone's nice. Yeah, you that. know. It's looking a lot better. It's looking. <laughs> the more it looks like Android, the more it's starting to look a lot better to me. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I all of a sudden want one for some reason. Well, also, um, we're having the the Samsung S4 and the ACC1, like, Nexus user uh, experience coming out tomorrow as well. So that's kind of a good timing for if you're not on Verizon. Yeah, I just checked, and my update's not till August, so, yeah. And when's when's the X-Phone supposed to? Do we have any more info on when that's supposed to be announced or official? I thought they were supposed to announce something in July, but I'd have to Google that real quick. Google yeah, that. It's, July is mainly what I've heard, too. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. We'll we'll talk about this, and then I kind of wanted to see what you guys thought about this little Sony smartwatch, too. I don't, I don't know if you guys are... Are into that, but uh, this was a piece on likes.com. It called the 10 apps everyone has. I wanted to see out of these uh, if we all are in this. In this, so number number 10 is Instagram, and I do not have that. Uh, you either of you have it, Eric? Hell no, no, Nick, no. 
Actually, yes, I do. Yes? I just uh, okay. installed it. I was oh, actually going no. to uh, try to film a promo, a little 15-second promo for the show, but uh, fell asleep. <laughs> On Instagram? Yeah, I was going to try it. I've, you know, link it to Facebook, have all my Facebook friends right, right. about the show. I figured that'd be a good good challenge. Nick's out there, like, selling his Instagram account that has 10,000 right. followers. How, how much video, is, what no do pictures. those go for? Is it, like, a buck a follower? <laughs> so would that be, like, 10 grand, or is it is it, like, 50 cents? Huh. What's the going rate for likes? All right, so Instagram, uh, 001. Netflix, I think that's one we all have, yeah? Nope. You don't use Netflix, Eric? Oh, because you're not in the... I use it on my TV. I don't have it on my phone. I, I've never liked watching that stuff on, on a small screen. I have it on my phone and my tablet, but I, I really rarely use it on my I, phone. I'm the only one in my family that doesn't use it. My wife and all my kids, they use Netflix all the time. That and YouTube. If it's not one, it's the other. Right. Number eight, Google Plus. That's kind of cheating. Doesn't that like come uh, doesn't that come with your phone? That's like dialer. <laughs> Everyone yep. is using dialer. Okay. <laughs> so all right, Google Plus, yes. Uh let's see. Next one. Gmail again. Nice guys. Oh, yes. For God's sake. I should have looked through these before. Uh Pandora. <laughs> I don't use Pandora. Eric? Nope. No? Nick? No? No, Google All Access, so. Yeah, that's, there you go, for sure. All right, uh, Angry Birds. I'm going to say negative on Angry Birds, but I am an Angry Birds space fan, so I, I don't know if that counts, but Eric, yes? I, I used to have it. I don't anymore. Okay. Good games, and I agree, Angry Birds space is great. That's the best one, I think. Nick? I played Worms and Tanks like 20 years ago, and I got tired of it then, so... <laughs> Just Fair Angry enough. Birds doesn't do anything for me. Fair enough. Uh, the Kindle app. I'm going to say no on that. I use Playbooks. I have it, but I've not used it yet. My wife actually has a Kindle. But, uh, yeah, I don't. don't so you just help. log in with her account, and then you'll have all the stuff. That's cool. I could, but unfortunately, I just I never I never read on my tablet. I only watch videos, so play games. So. I just recently started with that Mary Roach book gulp and I got some of the oatmeal comic books on there and it's, it's kind of cool to have on your tablet. Like it works really well. Uh, Eric Kindle. Uh, no, not on here. Surprisingly, not a Kindle app user. All right. Number three, YouTube. Uh, another duh. Oh, is that, God. is that a duh? Okay. <laughs> uh huh. Number two, Facebook. I'm going to say no. Because it kept lagging the crap out of my phone, so I use Friendcaster. But that is not the Facebook app, so I'm going to say no. I do on my tablet, though, because it works okay yeah. on it. A... Same here. I have it on my tablet, but I rarely use it. I don't have it installed on my phone because I can't. Yeah, I think it needs at least two gigs of RAM to work well, <laughs> so it's Nexus 10 or GTFO. And right. a big-ass screen, so yeah. Yeah, and that. <laughs> Eric? Nope. No? No Facebook, <laughs> huh? No Facebook. You have a Facebook account, though. I log in once every few months. I, I know, and see all the messages I send you and all the pokes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I try to Quit poke Eric me. like once a week. <laughs> I'm bruised. And then uh, tw number one, I don't know what this means. It says tweet to everyone you know. Is that just saying Twitter or is this a specific? I think that's an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> it's number one. How is number one an ad? That's BS. This is a it stupid is not list. Is there like another next button? No, that was it. That was a terrible list. I'm sorry I put us through that. Uh, wow. Yep. I, it, and it really sounds like we have our finger on the pulse of, of the, you know, of the, the, Android, people, the Android community, <laughs> the Android underground. 
Uh, did you guys see this BlackBerry finally launching their iPhone and Android security platform? Are you, as a security professional, Eric, is this something you're interested in and you've been waiting on on bated breath for? Uh, wait, am I supposed to say yes? No. Um, no. <laughs> no. No, I have not. Okay. Um, it's, it, I read through this. It's really an interesting idea. And I like, I, I don't know about the implementation, though. I don't think it's a bad thing because it shows that BlackBerry's not totally sticking their head in the sand. But if you read the article, some of the quotes here are like, um, we're still a hardware company. We, maybe we'll put 5% focus on this. Well, idiot, your hardware is not selling. So maybe you should put a little bit more than 5% into this, which is, you know, I think it's, it's an area of the market that there's definitely room for somebody to come in and just like, you know, rake in the money well yeah and chris miller's always talking about he's kind of a the our resident blackberry advocate i guess and he's he's always talking about how awesome the server is like with their their what is it the bes the best server or whatever it can handle like all of the different platforms and there's really he says there's really not anything out there for you know being a, an enterprise server that that does that as well as it does well, really, a lot of these enterprises are going, uh, what is it, BYOD, bring your own device. So they're doing that. or they're Well, and that's what that. Chris is saying is that if you have this server in place, you can let people bring in whatever. Or you can say, here, you're using the Blackberries or, or what have you. And, and it seems to make it. It's kind of odd that they're, nobody wants to use their hardware. But they're like, okay, well, we'll make our server work really well with Android and iOS. Because we know, you know, <laughs> nobody's using it. This- I wish they did that with their phones. I, I'm, I'm just being honest. Uh, the BB10 does does nothing for me. I, I left BlackBerry in a 2011, and nothing interests me. Actually, the hardware of all things, like their Z10, is actually pretty interesting to me. But because it simulates Android and it runs an operating system that, with almost no support, I don't know. I remember when the playbook stuff was coming around, and we were like, "Wow, this might actually be cool." Like the QNX. Oh, I mean, this is kind of cool, and it just, you know, nothing. Maybe they'll have more success as a software company, um, but I don't know. You would think, right? Why are you trying to fight even against Windows? Like you're losing to Windows, aren't you? In the in as far as market share, like why don't you? Make good software. You're good at that, or it seems to be that you're good at that, and use the idea that there are all these other devices out there, and you don't have to get a new device in people's hands when you can just put an app on all those devices and call it a day. You know, that's. I mean, yeah, if you did I think that, they could have succeeded, succeeded the OS to Android and just focus on their apps. You know, like everyone has their own skin. Skin. You know, they could have done that and then produce their own apps and then. Yeah, it seemed Maybe like they had a, a ton of other options, but they wanted, here's our Z10 and, and the Q10. Well, they and, can still stay in the hardware game, yeah. and they can do, all they would need to do is just shift, you know, shift 100% of their hardware focus over to um, the server stuff, um, because so many, so many big companies have already invested a lot of money into having a best server, Right. so it kind of makes sense that if they could offer you know, an add-on or something like that to their existing software suite and make it the, you know, the easy way to manage all of the devices in your, in your um, corporation, that totally makes sense. 
I just don't think they're going to do that because they're still stuck in this mindset that they have to compete in the handset market, which it, at this point, the I mean, the battle's lost. Yeah, and that's why it makes sense to like quit trying to. Str- I mean, what would they do if they could pour all of the resources from from the hardware side and everything into making these these software apps that will run on on the more popular OSs out there? It seems like that would be half of the uphill battle that they're facing currently. Well, I mean, another issue is that like if you're if you work for a company and they're providing you phones, I mean, what are most people going to want? They're going to want an iPhone or they're going to want an Android device. Not going to want a BlackBerry phone, so yeah, maybe they can make strides with software, with server software, and but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I see them losing the battle, the phone battle, in the next year. That's an interesting point too. I wonder, like, how many people actively are like, "I want this Q10" or "I want this Z10," instead of like getting it shoved into their head and say, "You have to use this, or you're freaking fired." You know. I can just say from my personal experience, I don't know of only one coworker that wants a BlackBerry phone. And everyone else wants either iPhone or Android. I don't know anyone else of the dozens of people I know at work. They're probably the redheaded stepchild like Chris Miller is. It's like, okay, <laughs> here's your BlackBerry. Now go have fun. Well, some people like some people like the black, like legitimately like the BlackBerry experience, and they like yeah. the keyboard too. Yeah. Because Android has gotten away from like all the manufacturers have gotten away from physical keyboards. iPhone never had it, so it. I mean, it it there is like maybe a little niche market. Maybe they could shift their 5% of focus onto that, just having like a good solid one handset that's available. But I think if they made an I mean, Android they, version it of doesn't the make Z10, sense. I think it would actually sell better than their BlackBerry OS version of the Z10. Well, I have, I have a programmer friend, and he's like, he sticks with the Droid line that has the physical keyboards because when mm-hmm. he's away from his, you know, terminal, there's. There's certain things like either through SSH, through Putty Client or whatever that you can't do on the software keyboard unless you're using, yeah, like a, a special keyboard like Hacker's Keyboard that has the, the macros mapped in there. And he needs the hardware keys to, to do that. And, and that's, you know, he buys those devices based solely on that. And I bet there's a lot of people that they grew up with the Treos and all that that need, you know, those, those buttons. Yeah, the two phones I had before this were both BlackBerry. One before this was a BlackBerry Curve 8330, which uh, gave up at the end of 2011. And the one before that, I don't remember which one it was. It was like a 7-series BlackBerry. And uh, I was very eager to get away from it. In fact, when I, I got this phone in like January of 2011, I thought, this is awesome. And even by at that time, this wasn't even a top-of-the-line phone. But um, BlackBerry, in the last few years, they've just fallen so far behind, and I don't see them as – I see them as barely catching up to last year, and I don't see them advancing. So I don't know. I'm kind of worried for them as a company. So. Well, and speaking of companies we're kind of worried for, do you guys see this, the HP Slate 21? This actually kind of looks cool. It's like the giant Android tablet we all kind of <laughs> think would be awesome to have. 21.5-inch, uh, 1920-by-1080-IPS touch. It says it has the specs of a tablet like the uh, Tegra 4 quad-core uh, Android 4.2. Uh, HP says it's included several features to make Android work better on the desktop, including support for up to five profiles, five Google profiles, uh, drivers for USB peripherals, and a software bundle that includes Splashtop for running Windows apps and a productivity suite, Kingsoft Office. I don't know why you wouldn't just be like, here's Drive. I mean, <laughs> there's your... <laughs> 
But that's cool. And I, we've been seeing this. We've kind of talked about this here and there on the show about these Android desktop computers. We we were I think the first one me and Eric were really in love with was that Asus AIO, the big one that that was dual booting uh what was it Windows and and Android. But this I don't know. This looks kind of cool. They say uh 8 gigs of storage with an SD card slot uh and USB flash drives, external hard drives will also work. It's going to be available in September for 400 bucks. So like you look at the S4 Dev Edition for seven hundred, and then you look at this twenty-one inch HP tablet basically for four hundred. It's like, uh huh. Well, like you know, at least they got the price right. Yeah, I'm looking for at sure. this thing, eight gigs of storage. Well, are you does stupid? It have video input. I, I, yeah. I'm looking at the article. I haven't caught it yet. Does it have video input? Because if it, it could be used as an existing monitor for a PC, you could switch to that. I I could find value in that myself. Uh, I think it's got the HDMI, doesn't it? It doesn't say. There's another one from Acer uh, that has HDMI, but it's only Android 4.0. Yeah, I saw that. At, uh, I think that's when I saw um, it at Best Buy last weekend. Yeah, and um, one gig of memory. Cool. And I think now you need at least two on any anything like this, definitely. Agreed. And then, Scroll uh, down it. You can click the link for the review of the Transformer all-in-one. Come this thing! Wow. This is what they should be doing. This thing is beautiful. Yeah, that's the one that we thought was awesome, right? That dual boots, yeah. Windows Eight, and and uh, Jelly Bean. But God. it was so expensive, right? Wasn't that our problem with it? It was like fourteen or fifteen hundred dollars. But it's got four it's... gigs of memory and a terabyte hard drive, which is like wow. okay, well, yeah. four gigs of RAM, RAM memory. I mean, that's a yeah, yeah. that's a big distinction. No, yeah, that's why I said four gigs of RAM and a terabyte hard drive. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't hear this. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's awesome. Two gigs of memory, thirty-two gig storage, and then the PC station side of it has the four gigs of memory and the terabyte drive. So there's the two halves of it, right? That's cool though. That that definitely be the one I would want, but not for again, not for thirteen hundred. Yeah, this computer I built for myself was like six hundred bucks for everything. Exactly. Exactly. I I have a hard time justifying that. This. This old, like, five-year-old AMD that I spent 600 on eight years ago is still okay. Like, it's, it's fine. Well, it's not expandable either. Like, I'm looking at this saying, okay, I, I don't do a lot of gaming, but when something awesome like Skyrim comes out, I want to play it. And this doesn't guarantee much of that. It, you're sort of right. just buying the all-in-one package, and that's the way it's probably going to be until you get rid of it. Well, and I mean, at that point, aren't you gaming Android games anyway? on this if you're gaming anything on it you're yeah. not gonna game windows games i, no, I would I game know. windows games on it that well that's the whole point is that it's it is a windows computer when it's docked period right but it's not a windows desktop that you can put cool bfg video cards in when docked <laughs> it's like a laptop it's like the sony vio here like you can't you it have has, your onboard it graphics has like a and that's it. it's not onboard what is it there's it has is a, a radeon um, oh god an NVIDIA GeForce GT730M. So it has, an, it has yeah. a separate card. I think that's a 2-gigabyte card. And that's on the station side, right? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> no, it's, it's in the tablet. It's in the tablet with the, the with the Tegra 3. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> They're right next to each other, just making hot. <laughs> that's cool, mm. though. I don't, it, it's a little more bulky, I guess, than a... I mean, when, if you carry around the station and the, the tablet, of course. But if, if you're just using the tablet 
and then using the station when you get home. Like, I don't want to use Windows 8 when I'm on the go. I'm using Android, right? But when I get home, maybe I need my Windows machine. So, that, yeah, that is cool. I just had a vision of you sitting on the couch with the dock, like, in your lap. <laughs> in my... <laughs> doing Windows 8. Like, hanging from the ceiling in front of me like a pendulum. <laughs> that would be cool. But, yeah, this is a cool... I, I like it. It's... It's exciting to me, kind of like the Android gaming console thing. Is like, like this is exciting. This is a cool use of of the of the OS, and yeah, I, I want I want one of these. So, the HP Slate Twenty One. I don't know. Maybe that's the one, right? Four hundred bucks. That's. It sounds better than the Slate Seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. And it's twenty one and a half inches. Just picture me on the couch with twenty one and a half inches in my lap. That came that out. extra half inch. That came out wrong. You know what I mean, though, <laughs> right? Like it's a TV at that point in your lap. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, I mean, I'm looking at my monitor. It's a 21.5 inch screen. Yeah, it's like uh, take it off AP, the stand so. and put it in your lap on the table. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, four four hundred. It'll be interesting to see what the reviews come out on it and and how well it gets updated. I mean, it's a Tegra four four two two, so should be good. Should be good. All right, smartwatch. Are you guys? Jeremy's really the only one we've had on the show that's actually used any kind of smartwatch, and he he gave us his Pebble review. Um, this kind of looks like that, maybe more tailored towards Sony, Sony stuff. Uh, it's got NFC in it. It's a one point six inch. So uh, about how big was the Pebble? Like one five or about the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two twenty by one seventy six pixel display. It's in color. Uh, you can swipe through it to read even in sunlight. Splash-proof, dust-proof, survives a rainstorm. But don't take it in the shower or the pool because it doesn't like chlorine. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's kind of cool. It says users can access Facebook and Twitter, scroll through missed calls, or get text. It almost sounds like a glass, the Google Glass interface on a watch. Like you can swipe through things and check out certain cards or, or whatever. Yeah, I've seen a brief clip of it. It looks pretty cool. It does look like Android. It looks very close to, like, stock Android. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, the original smartwatch, what, they unveiled it last year, which was $150, $149.99. Uh, they said this one will be available worldwide starting in September. No prices as of yet. I I don't think this is the one. No, is <laughs> I this gotta, not like, it? I'm looking at this thing. <laughs> oh, this might not be. Not yet. And... That, did you guys see the video that they the, the little teaser video that they put out that's like thirty seconds? I didn't it, watch. It's just that. like was it pretty good? No, it wasn't. It no. was it was just music. It was like it was like weird music and just like a couple of shots where it's like coming up on the on the uh, on the watch and focusing in on the power button. It doesn't it doesn't show anything. It doesn't say anything at, like real about the device. Is it weird that this is fully NFC enabled? And I don't, as far as I know, the Pebble's not. None of these other ones are. So does that that kind of gives it some extra functionality, maybe? Well, it, the Pebble. So the, the Pebble has Bluetooth. Bluetooth right. um, has Bluetooth enabled. Which so that's how it's doing its communication. But this also has that, doesn't it? This isn't communicating to the phone via NFC. It just has NFC, so you can. So you can pair the phone. Bump a wall with it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking more what, what Nick said about the wallet thing. Because, I mean, and really, what else is NFC being used for? I mean, I guess if you have it on your wrist and, and it 
detects the NFC tag in your car, you could start your car with it using the NFC tags, but I don't know. Your phone well, is in I'm your pocket. I'm reading the article on The Verge, the and they said that, that uh, the it adds NFC for one-touch pairing to an Android smartphone. Oh, so, so it's I, only I, It doesn't just, sound like they're really, <laughs> right. they're really like breaking the mold with this one. They're just using it to pair it, and that's it. So it's like, Okay, know. so the chip's probably in the watch. It's probably not doing anything intelligent okay yeah nfc pairing and connecting i kind of feel like if you want a watch the one to get right now like if you want one now the one to get now is the pebble watch you think and yeah and you know there's all these rumors about google working on a watch and apple maybe we'll see something this year apple's working on a watch i mean there i would wait to see what they do because this this just does not look compelling one whatsoever. have we been down with sony's products in general their android products like i haven't i don't know that the play was cool because it had controllers built into it but it wasn't they haven't done anything since that and i feel like that was almost two years ago now for me the first positive step sony's made has been what like their experience z phones and in particular the z tablet but the screen has been really bad on the phones but to me Personally, it's been a better step for them in the last several months with these phones. I guess in CES when I first saw them. So uh, maybe if they can continue that trend. They just announced like the Xperia Z Ultra, which is like a 6.4-inch 1080p mega tablet or phablet or something. So if they keep making enough positive steps, maybe things will change. And You know, they got their PS4 coming out as well. So my fingers are crossed for them. But right now um, they have a long history of meh products so yeah they haven't really done anything spectacular in the android space um and they i mean they tried to they tried to sort of appeal to the to like the to the nerd you know nerd base when they they made like uh not real nexus phones but they they really opened up the source code they did like i think that toe in the water participation in the android open source project so they've they've done things but they really, I mean, aside from the light bar, which is, I guess, kind of cool. My Vio really hasn't done anything bar. innovative. <laughs> my Vio, my pink Sony Vio has the light bar. That's awesome. I like light bars. Light bars are fun. It's soothing when you're falling asleep and it's like glowing blue and white and it's it's nice. No? When I, I, when like I shut no. my Nexus Pixel, it flashes like four different colors on the light bar. That's cool, right? I feel like, soothed. Like the Nexus Q, just the colors made it cool. Yeah, it's like a little Cylon head. <laughs> so, okay, well, that's cool. Sony Watch, good job, Sony. Uh, the Ouya officially launched. I heard Amazon was sold out, but mm-hmm. Best Buy still had them, or is that still the case? I don't I'm know. They were selling out weekend. quick. But the backers, the early backers still haven't gotten... Not all of them have gotten theirs, which is that weird that you launch before all of your eight point three million dollars worth of Kickstarter backing like they haven't gotten theirs yet. They kind of should be first on the priority list, you know? Yeah, as an early backer who still doesn't have. <laughs> is that you? Oh, Eric. It's me. Oh, Eric. No, and like I, I saw this like I normally don't read TechCrunch. But when I saw this, it was like, okay, they were the first people to, they were the first, you know, organization to come out and say, yeah, it's great that they're launching, 
but they're still screwing over people that that back them. And like their customer ser- like their customer service, I said this but I said this months ago, they need to get their shit together and they have not done so. I've been like I'm I'm reading through all these comments on the latest like update email. There are people that have they've been they've been waiting like weeks and still haven't received responses to their um, customer service requests. And it I don't like that's just unacceptable to me. I I think that regardless of whether you know the Ouya is great when you get it in your hand, customer service matters. And why would people want to buy another device from them or back them ever again if they're you know if this is if this is how they run their their company do you feel like the excuse that like oh it's just a crowdsource thing it's just a developer thing like is that is that still applicable when they launch oh hell no right and so I, that... the excuse that they're using is they're blaming dhl and they're blaming their supplier in hong kong hmm. um that i mean that may be legitimate i i don't know i know that importing and exporting things can can suck but then don't you at that point don't you take what you're launching with and flood the backers so that at least those those responsibilities are satisfied and then you can go to market like you should never go to market before the backer unit is still i'm sorry to interrupt i think the backer unit still has like the etched you know engraved names you know in there i think that probably still has more value than just what comes in the retail store i mean i would certainly agree with you that you know, they should get something, but maybe it's better they wait a couple of weeks and get what they're supposed to get. Eric, know. would you well, rather... They're not sending the etch... They're sending all the etchings later. What people have been getting, what they what they came out and said maybe like a month ago was that, or two months ago, was that we're just going to send you the Ouya, and we're going to send you the Ouya with like one or two controllers, and then if you ordered more, and if you had an, if you paid for like having the etched plates, then we'll send that afterwards. Because they were, I guess, anticipating that there would be problems fulfilling orders in the time frame that they gave. So it, I don't know. It, it's left a, it's left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Just, just because, you, I'm not getting any response from customer service, and neither are a whole bunch of other people. Right. So you're so, not. They're not saying it. that. Yeah. That's that's messed up. You have to at least be like, yo. Here's a BS excuse. Here's our BS ETA on when we're going to make this right and send it off. You know, you don't just say nothing, especially. Do you feel that this gives Kickstarter a little bit of a a notch on their record? No, I I don't. I'm not one of the people that blames Kickstarter because Kickstarter, it's just a platform. Right. You should know what you're getting. You should know what you're getting into when you back something. Well, right, However, but I'm saying, like, you always hear people saying, oh, well, it's just a Kickstarter thing, and, like, I feel like the more this kind of stuff happens, the more it legitimizes the, oh, it's just a dumb Kickstarter thing. I'm, I'm well, not going to buy things on that's Kickstarter That's because those people anymore. are apologists. Well, that's Like, true. anybody that says, like, oh, you shouldn't complain, it's just a Kickstarter thing, well, you're an idiot. And These Kickstarter, people got nearly $10 million. Didn't Jeremy think say... they could get a fulfillment company that works. Well, yeah, you would think, right? How much money did you make? And we heard Jeremy say, of course, it's not a marketplace. It's a like an investment area, so you shouldn't go there to like shop for stuff and buy things. But you, if if it's being offered, and there's like I read your thing, and it said I was going to get 
X for paying Z at this time, like you should fulfill that regardless. And like to what you're saying, Eric, that there's no customer service. They should have at the least said, we have a bunch of these we're going to launch with. If you would rather have this than the dev edition, let us know and we'll give this to you instead. They could have satisfied a lot of angry, you know, backers just by doing that rather than remaining silent. Well, the, I don't like the, the hard game to play there is that, you, you know, when you, let's say that you go to Amazon and you say, I want to sell my product. Amazon, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I've never seen an Amazon contract, but I'm sure that Amazon like contractually obligates you to have a certain amount of units sent to them by a certain day. Um, and like that's locked down. Like you're not getting out of that. Um, and it's, I mean, they get some bad press from, from their Kickstarter backers, but it, they're, even if they, even if, even if they could pull units, they probably wouldn't want to risk a successful retail launch, you know, just to satisfy, I don't know what, 5% of people that are still having problems. It seems like, though, that's a really important 5%. Because without, I mean, granted, minus 5% of the backers, they still would have made their goal by a huge amount. But still, the more that happens, you know, it's... It's a vocal 5%, and it doesn't really... Yeah. Um, it doesn't really like instill confidence in you or goodwill um, from the community that's going to give you the most. How many? How many of that five percent went to Amazon and bought one, <laughs> and were like, <laughs> I'll, "I'll get my other one and sell it on eBay." Say, when Eric, uh, knowing what you know now, would you uh, have still backed it or uh, or what? Um. Yeah, probably. I don't I think it's a good I think it's a good idea and I don't you know I'm not I don't regret having backed it or you know back to the idea overall either um you just regret not having it I just I'm just I think it's okay to be critical of yeah. you know critical of when companies don't do the right thing and we're just not doing the right thing Oh, one other thing I'll say is it's kind of ironic. Like you're on, well, sort of that side of the world, and you're probably going to get it later than even some a lot of people. <laughs> Why don't you just go there it. and pick it up, Eric? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I could have walked to Hong Kong and gotten it. <laughs> that's gotten awesome. my Ouya. Oh man, uh, we should mention. I think you threw in the dock about the uh, the S4 and the HTC One Nexus Experience phones going on sale on the 26th, which is tomorrow as of recording here. That's kind of cool. Is that that's not the developer edition, right, of the S4 that we talked about at the start of the show. This is a Nexus Experience phone, which is different, right? Yeah, it's supported directly from Google. So you might even see updates to that quicker than you would maybe the HTC developer version. So, so can I get one of these on Verizon, or is that a no? <laughs> no, just AT&T and Sprint for okay. the Samsung. Or no, for the AT&T. Maybe for both. I think uh, AT&T and Sprint. I should both. go and find our local little Sprint store and be like, <laughs> are you ever going to get something faster than this Edge? Because <laughs> I'm so sick of Verizon. Do they literally only have Edge there? No, I think they have something oh, okay. <laughs> equal to 3G, but their coverage is not very good yet because they're kind of new here. I don't know. It's, it's a terrible monopolistic cutthroat game. It's ridiculous. Uh, you said Barnes and Noble giving up on the Nook tablets, following all of its customers who gave up on them years ago. Yeah, my very <laughs> first tablet. <laughs> they finally conceded wow. defeat, I guess. Um, I know I should send that one to Conan. Now. What? 
Go, Eric. Nick, No, go. I, I didn't have anything to say. Oh, okay, to I'm Nick. sorry. Yeah, no, they, they had pretty decent tablets. I mean, my very first Android tablet was a Nook Color, but because I bought it secondhand, secondhand from uh, eBay, and it was pre-registered to some previous owner that couldn't get a, we couldn't get a hold of, I ended up having to send that back, and that's actually how I got my Nexus 7, but I was interested in it like a year a year and a half ago. You couldn't actually like do a complete factory reset. You couldn't ADE no. through it and wipe everything. It was no, I, I couldn't use their official process because of the oh, authentication server. It would it would deny it unless the original owner released um, their claim to it. I, don't, I forget how it worked, but once that was released, so you bought a stolen note. Is what you're saying? So, yeah. I was screwed. I could have probably rooted it if there was cyanogen mod at at the time, etc. You know, you got something better, but I decided I would just sell uh, sell that back, and I was kind of on the fence as to what I would get. And then I was on Google.com, a little ad popped up, which is very rare on Google. For Check out sell, this. And I was like, I'm going to get that. So, Google knew. Yeah. It was like, I know you're you're having a hard time with this Nook yeah. you bought because I know you searched for it before you purchased it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> But now, hey, Eric, wasn't Joey on this show a long time ago? Wasn't he into the Nook and he had it rooted with the CyanogenMod running on it? It's like the exact same story between it, yeah. Nick and Joey. That's uh, awesome. I think, I think Joey got it from like a, a customer or friend or something like that. But yeah, he just put it on. He put CM7? Seven? I think it was 7. I think it CM7 was on an SD card. Yeah, yeah. So... so this is this this is actually a good deal though. I mean, look at this. The Nook HD Plus, which was two hundred and seventy bucks, a decent a decent tablet. Now it's only hundred and forty nine bucks, and you have this? access to the Google Play Store now. So yep. if you did want to get somebody, you know, a very nice color tablet, this is a this is a good option. Do you know off the top of your head what the Nook HD Plus specs were? Like, is it comparable to a Nexus Seven? Or? They were both OMAP processors. I don't remember. They're, I think they're more comparable to uh, to the Kindles. I don't, I don't okay, the Nook HD Plus had a nineteen twenty twelve eighty screen at two fifty six PPI, which is not quite Nexus Ten, but I don't think it's not quite Nexus Seven either. Two fifty six. It was comparable to the Kindle Fire HD right. eight point nine, and it's got the like you said the OMAP forty four seventy. That's a dual core yeah. one five uh, with sixteen gigs, thirty two gigs max. And... Yeah, the seven inch tablet was actually a little bit better than the twelve eighty by eight hundred resolution. I recall, but I don't remember what it was like maybe nine forty or something. And it I had the remember. Power VR <laughs> graphics in it. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know what that means. Yeah, me neither. It, it's, it's power decent. Virtual reality the, power. The graphics were better than the pro, than the CPU, if I recall. Like the CPU is like so so, but the GPU is better. Well, that's cool for one fifty. I mean, yeah. So now, yeah. are they? Do you do you know? Are they just getting rid of the hardware side? Are they going to still keep up their Nook app thing that they were doing, the reader thing? Yeah, they're keeping with the readers. Um, but I'm trying to think. I don't know if they're going to like maybe have tablets in the future with, like, another vendor and just go go that way. But, uh, yeah, the Nook line, as far as I know, is... is and this, uh, off at Android Police, they say that they're not going to develop the Nook tablets anymore, but they will continue to produce e-ink devices. So that's interesting. That's smart. Yeah. And they've been... Because we're going to The compete. Nook devices have been... Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to say, because we're going to compete with the Kindle? Like, why would you... <laughs> I don't know. That just seems like I mean everyone that has e-ink is on a Kindle. 
Maybe you can install the Kindle Reader app on it too. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, you know, that's I what I did with Melissa's Nook. Oh yeah, the, the Nook Simple Touch, the E Ink one. Um, you used to be able to hack it, and then you could put Google Play Books, you could put Kindle, and then you would have access to Nook. Yeah. So you could have you access to all three stores. Yeah, you could read EPUBs so, and PDFs. On did those sure. render good on the e-ink screen? Or was this not on yeah, the e-ink? Yeah, it was fine. Was it? That's kind of cool. Yeah, the, the only problem is that I think as of like you know mid-last year, there, the people stopped hacking it, so then Google Play Books stopped working. Right. But you can still do, on the current one, you can still do Kindle and you can do Nook. So the, I think the e-ink market is one of those things. That's one of the areas that I would like to see a Nexus treatment happen, but I, I don't know. I, I, up until now, it's been Barnes & Noble's the best deal. Hmm. Uh, we should, before we do app picks, mention uh, if you were waiting for your a Google Music All Access account, you want to get it before July 1st because it's going up to $9.99 a month. Uh, over here on Android Community, Corey Gunther has an article about it. I love this service. I've been using it since it came out with the free trial, and then I paid my first month of seven ninety nine with it, and it's cool. Like my friend will come over and give me a stack of CDs, and I'll try to rip them. And I, it was, it's been a long time since I've ripped a CD, and like my audio grabber program didn't know where the lame codec was anymore, and it was just like this mess. And I was like, you know what? Let me try something. And I went on Google Play and I searched for it, and like. Four out of the five CDs, and this is like underground hip-hop that we're we're trading, like playing cards, you know? So four out of the five is really good, and I, I was totally stoked on that and not having to rip them myself, not having to waste my own hard drive space to store all this crap. And it, it's I like it. I, I, I rationalize my alleged part-time piracy with paying for a Netflix account, and now I pay for this Google Music account. I've got my TV, my movies, and my music all legitimately paid for. And now I'm free to do as I wish. R. Trading in your parrot. <laughs> Trading in my parrot. R. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, if you've been with it since before the all access, it's the same 20,000 songs of your own. Anything you buy in the Play Store go, uh, doesn't get counted towards that. So that's cool. Uh, and you, you also, Nick, you use this all the time too, right? Yes. Uh, I, I love the hell out of it. I, I, uh, my phone is synced, you know, via Bluetooth to my car stereo, so I basically, whenever I get nice. in the car, and they sync up, Google Play just continues, and every time I go to work and back, so I've got this sea of music just using, going to work uh, and back. Are that, are, is that using one of their pre-made radio stations? Yes. Playlists? I just typed or? in dubstep, and there was like nice, a radio yeah. station, and it's been like that. The for forever mix? <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty much. Everyone, you know, the thing about dubstep is you may not hear the exact same song ever again, but you hear a lot of variations of it. And so. even if you did, you wouldn't notice, so it's all yeah, good. Yeah, I wouldn't notice. It's all. <laughs> totally. But, uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I use it a lot at home when my little computer here can handle it. It doesn't like to play. If you have the wallpaper on big, it doesn't like to play on that. You need a pretty good computer to run that. But it just normally, like, it runs really well as long as you have the bandwidth uh, for it. So good stuff. Yeah, Eric, just, just say, like, a real quick before you cut to Eric. Yeah. Like, I'm on HSPA Plus, just 21, and uh, I don't have exactly, you know, I have, like, a two-year-old phone almost. 
song, and it runs really well on that. So if you have a, even a, a newer phone, you shouldn't have any problem running it. Oh, and even with the new update, uh, the Google Music app for Android uh, got updated, and they added something in the settings that you can have it do like a low-quality stream if you're... And so what it does is it'll start playing the music quicker. It doesn't wait to buffer so much, but it plays it at a lower quality. But then as you get like... On my drive to work, I start out on 3G, and then when I get to town, I have LTE, and then I have LTE the rest of the time. So you can kind of hear it gradually get better quality. But, uh, yeah, and a lot of the stuff I have synced to my device. Like, if I find it on All Access I'll, and I like it, like, I'll sync it to my device so I don't have to mess with, with streaming it and everything. But, yeah, it, it works really well. I use the old tape deck thing plugged into my phone, and then it just kind of sits there and does its thing, and... Phone calls come in and it pauses and it's like, do you want to answer this? I'm like, no, it's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. Good stuff. I will pay my $7.99 a month. You'll be happy about it. Too. I am happy about it. I'm happy about my $5 a year for my 25 gigs of space. I'm happy now for my $7.99 all-access music. This is just fantastic. Thank you, Google. How is it that, how is it that I'm the only one that gets screwed as an early adopter? I don't know. Because like I chose you're like $5 for 25 gigs, whatever. I and chose I'm like, wisely of what I was adopting too early. I used Picasa a lot and I was running out of photo space and they were offering $5 a year for 25 gigs. I was like, okay. But I don't know, man. Just pick better, Eric. You need to pick I guess better. I need better instincts. And it would probably help if you were in the U.S. more times than yeah. not also. We're just buying only Malaysian companies, you know. Yeah, (laughs) we can stream your Google All Access to this server, and then you can get it from there, maybe. I do that. It's called VPN. Yeah, there you go, right? (laughs) Also how I watch Netflix. All right, uh, was there anything else we absolutely wanted to mention before? Oh, this is interesting. The FAA and their uh, in-flight rules getting relaxed. It might change. Maybe. You know what's... I don't know. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we're, we actually won't know anything until the end of September, so this is a little little premature. However, it's interesting to it's, see that it's right. that something might be changing. And it says, uh, for if you're flying, the new rules would likely mean an end to familiar admonitions to turn off and stow all electronic devices. Uh, cell phone calls are expected to remain off-limits, however, of course, because that's freaking annoying... Like, if I can hear you talking and you're not talking to someone sitting next to you, shut up. I don't, like, I don't want to hear half of everybody's conversation for the next five rows. That's no fun. But, yeah, using the device, why not? Well, they say, okay, so they say, you know, maybe it'll, it'll do away with the ad, pre-flight admonitions. Then you keep reading and you keep reading and it says, eventually, the draft envisions three different safety announcements before flight. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm sure people are going to be listening then. Yeah, right. Like, I'm is this just, really gonna, anything? Because honestly, you can tell people whatever you're going to tell them about if this plane crashes and, and whatever. 
the second an engine is on fire or the plane is crashing, like nobody's gonna be like, hmm, now where did that stewardess say yes. that exit was? No, everyone's gonna Where's be like, my flotation like freaking out, running around with chickens with heads cut off, and it's yeah, you know, so who cares? Why are you even announcing? Announce it over a megaphone when the plane's crashing and be like, remember, here's your exit. <laughs> like you have to herd them. I don't know if you know this or not, but you have to herd them. <laughs> so, all right. Well, good job, FAA. I'm glad they're finally getting around to uh, addressing that. I mean, like, does anybody really turn them off anyway? I mean, you're like, nope, yeah, it's off, right? And then you turn it back on as soon as she leaves. Stewardess. The I trick know, is, to, that, like, if right? you have headphones, never have both headphones in. Yeah. Only have one headphone <laughs> exactly. in. Exactly. Always have that one off, because the second she asks then- you something and you don't respond, she's going to know. And then eye contact. Always. Always have eye contact. Because eye contact and one headphone, they think, oh, he's listening. He's that listening he 50% more than anybody else in this row. <laughs> That's right. He's, if anything, he's made an effort. That's right. And you know what? Making an effort is half the battle, Eric. G.I. Joe. G- All right. Oh. At picks. Eric, give us an at pick, please. Okay. So this is business eight. card reader. And what it does is it uses your phone's camera. You take a picture of a business card somebody gives you, and it scans it uh, and uses uh, OCR to, um, to figure out what the letters and the numbers are. And then it will shoot it into uh, a Google contact for you. And you, you can either make a new contact or you can merge it into an existing contact. Um, but it's, it's very accurate from what I've seen from using it. And the... Uh, you know, it saves you a lot of time, especially if you're at a conference or somewhere where you're getting a lot of business cards, and it's easier to just take a picture and automatically shoot it into your phone than to, uh, I don't know, lose it in the hotel room like I always do. Nice. So, it's four ninety nine. It's it is a little it's a little steep compared to other Android apps, but um, as far as like other business card readers that do this OCR technology. Um, I think it's one of the cheaper options, actually. Doesn't Google Goggles do that? I mean, I guess it won't import it into the proper fields, into a contact and all of that, but you can you can do OCR and whatnot with, with that. They mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. Goggles. <laughs> yeah, right? Google Goggles. Well, good deal, Eric. That, that does seem... I mean, do you find yourself using business cards a lot? Do you get a lot of business I, cards? I... I usually keep like a few on me just in case. Um, nice, but it, I mean, it really just depends on on where you are and what you're doing. Um, you know, it's not like an everyday thing, but if you if you go somewhere for work or if you're meeting people, then it's it's always good to have some business cards on you. Okay, Nick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> good at pick, Eric. Nick, you are at pick. Yeah. Now that we're on the subject of uh, music. Basically, I'm not sure how well this will show, but uh, uh, an app that uh, that I've tried recently is called Download Free Music MP3 app. Dot uh, exe. Kind of a, oh, <laughs> this sounds legitimate as hell. Dot <laughs> malware. <laughs> dot exe. <laughs> That's right. I gave them all my infos, but uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, basically a music downloading program, and I'm not exactly sure how it searches, but uh, you can basically punch in uh, different uh, music titles. And it'll search and give you a lot of different options of different music you can try and you can you can download it. So I'm not sure how legal this is, but it, it's awesome and it works. 
I love one of the comments. It says, love it. Surprised it's legal. <laughs> wow. I'm going to up thumbs that. Good deal. But it's free, and I believe it uh, works on even the older versions of Android, like, like Android 2.2. So, Yeah, 2.2 and up. Good deal. It's a versatile virus. <laughs> right? <laughs> it will take all of your things. And that is download free music mp3. That is like the worst name, you guys. Come on. That's right, comrade. Download free music mp3. Download here. Now available on Google Play. <laughs> Don't worry about redirect. You just click OK. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a fun game. I was just looking around at uh, tablet games, and I found this one. It's called Battle Bears, and it's basically like Unreal Tournament Deathmatch, but with bears. <laughs> I'm in. And I I know, right? You guys should all get accounts and we'll all play Battle Bears together. <laughs> but so here's cool. after you get past all of the loading screens and, and whatnot. Here's what you're... I don't know if this is even going to connect to a server, but you can do team, you can do over the internet or uh, local. I think you can do local. Yeah, play with friends. So I'm just going to play. You got to see, like, it. the gameplay is kind of... We'll see how well this works. So it... <laughs> It's going to put you in a room, and then you're going to jump out this thing. I don't, I'm not going to be able to play this backwards, but you'll get the idea. And then it's going to load. It's going to wait for players. This is good for the internet here. Still, good for the audio listeners. Still waiting. Oh, okay, <laughs> so here eight. we go. And I'm on Team Blue, So and somebody's shooting at me. This is so hard to play it and i just died okay but anyway you get what it looks like like it's kind of cartoony like that and it's you can respawn in one second go okay and then you can aim and shoot and if you click here you get a rocket launcher which you can blast a fool with but yeah it's just like deathmatch but with cuddly bears and i think that is totally so awesome. cute i just wasted that fool yeah okay it's called battle bears we should all play together. I think that would be fun. <laughs> so, all right. Well, good show, guys. Another Tuesday, another episode of Attack of the Androids. This was number 87. Eric? It's a good number. Where can they email us, Eric? I'm not going to. I'm not gonna, I'm not your dancing monkey, Matt. Eric, I will tell, say, give the email address at attack, uh, show at attackofthandroids.com. Give the email address. <laughs> Or leave a message at 406-204-4687. Make sure you stop by the Google Plus page and drop us a plus one. <laughs> We're also on that. iTunes, and you should like us there. And on Facebook, you should subscribe on Facebook, like us on iTunes, and follow us on the streets. In real life, follow us on the streets. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Don't do that. All right, attackoftheandroids.com every Tuesday night. Yet another tech show.com every Wednesday night. Join us for that tomorrow evening. Uh, Nick. Eric. Matt. Matt. All right. Matt. Uh, show out. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. It's a Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.